This episode is brought to you by Northwind Adventures. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognard here. Say, if you ever wanted to experience the thrilling adventures of fantastic pulp fantasy stories at the tabletop, Northwind Adventures has got a role-playing game for you with Hyperborea. Based on the solid foundation of the original 1974 fantasy game, author Jeffrey Talanian has crafted an exciting, vibrant world using the inspiration of authors like Howard Smith and Lovecraft. With paper, pencil, and a handful of dice, your characters can explore the wonder, danger, and thrills of a rugged world beyond the North Wind. Explore dungeons, fight off monsters mundane, fantastic, and alien. Discover lost civilizations, battle mighty wizards, evil cultists, vicious warlords, and more. With 26 classes to choose from, your characters can quickly find fortune and glory on the road to high adventure, all in the land of Hyperborea. From Northwind Adventures, you'll find it at hyperborea.tv. Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. It's a nice day. Hey, here's a question. Are you a good GM for new players? I don't mean new players like they're just joining the group they play for a while, but I mean newbies, people who wanted to try this thing called Dungeons and Dragons or role-playing games. And people who got really excited about, you know, reading the books or watching people do it or watching live streams or whatever. And people watching Critical Role. First thing I tell them is, this is not Critical Role. I do it my way. But that's, that's beside the point. Are you a good GM for those kind of players? And I think I am. Because you have to have the patience to show them how to do it. And the patience for questions after when they get started, because they're not going to know. They're not going to go, what is on, what goes on, what what part of the sheet, what kind of role you're looking for, all that kind of stuff. So that is a good thing. So, and you also have to, it may take them a few sessions, you know, to get the swing of it. And, you know, once you lay out the basics, I would hand them a pre-gen, just so they could learn how to do it. And I love teaching new people this game of role-playing, whatever system it is. You got to love to do it. You got, you know, you got to be a, you got to just love it. And there are some people out there who just don't want to, don't want to deal with it. Don't want to tolerate that. I got my group. I I got veteran, veteran players here. I don't have to worry about this. Well, that's all right. But every once in a while, you're going to run into a newbie. You're going to run into somebody. Hey, that D&D thing is cool. Can I get in on it? Yeah, come on over here Tuesday night. And so the gang gathers and he shows up. And now not only do you have to be a good GM, but the other player is going to have to tolerate a newbie. And sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. Most of the time it works because there are a lot of people out there who will help the GM. I mean, if he, uh, I say, make a dexterity roll. How do I do that? Um, he's looking on a sheet, and the guy next to him goes, it's right there, you roll that, or on, or under. And he's, oh, okay, cool, cool. 
I mean, I'm a, I'm a simple GM. I'm a simple guy. I like things pretty straightforward. That's why I play OSR. But there's one type I really do not tolerate. I don't like to tolerate. It's what I call the permanent newbie. Where they show up every game and you got to tell them what to roll and how to roll it. And they're also the kind of people who just sit there where you ask, what are you guys going to do? What do you think you ought to do? You can go here, you can go there. What do you want to do? And they're the ones that stay silent. But when it comes to battle, it's always, what do I roll again? I had a girl in a champions game like this. I think I've told you, but every single time, every session, every single time, what do I roll to hit? What do I roll to damage? Oh, she drove me crazy. These are people who don't want to learn the game. They're there for other reasons, which I guess is okay, but at least try and keep up a bit. You know, they're probably there for the social aspect or their boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, whoever plays and they want to see what it's like. They want to play because they're with them. Or other any other number of reasons why, but they're not there for role playing. They're near they're there to talk, drink, schmooze, whatever, which doesn't really work with a game for the most part. Before the game, after the game, sure, but not during the game. And these kind of people, I tend to boot fast. You know, if it's a third session and they're still asking me what die I roll to hit, then I start taking them aside and say, look. This is how, let, let me give you, first of all, I'll offer a, a cheat sheet. I can make a cheat sheet in any game, no problem. How to do this, how to do that, easy. I will offer them that. If they refuse, it's like, all right, so you, you know, why are you here? Why are, I mean, if you're not going to participate, okay, you don't have to participate all the time, but you got to know how to do stuff when stuff happens. And, you know, if you're not going to do that, you might as well leave the game. In fact, unless they have some attachment to the game, like a boyfriend-girlfriend, a husband-wife, you might seriously think about kicking them out of the game, booting them out of the game. But if in that's the case, you probably have to ask the significant other. It's like, look, maybe you can approach them and say, look, if they don't want to be here for this, fine. They can show up beforehand. We can schmooze, talk, whatever, and stuff. But when the game starts, why don't they go like... Either go to the mall, read a book, watch TV, you know, something else besides what we're doing. I know that's a lot lot to ask, and I know that's kind of, there's a lot of people who don't do that. But, you know, that's, that's the kind of thing you're up against. Anyway, a bit of a rant, but hey, I just thought I'd point it out. There are people out there like that, you know, permanent newbies. They don't want to learn. They want somebody else to do it or they want to do something other than role play. Oh man, my boyfriend wants to play D&D, but I want to, I don't want to, you know, well, stay home then. Or, you know, anyway, that's, that's, that's getting into personal stuff, you know, personal problems. And that's a whole other kettle of fish, but I just thought I'd point those out. Well, i got to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognard at gmail.com or drop a voicemail on Anchor. We're monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. 
Single donations go to my Ko-fi page, ko-fi.com slash oldmangrognard, or my PayPal tip jar, paypal.me slash oldmangrognard. Let me thank these people who do give to me monthly. Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, John, Allen, Aaron, Michael, Randy, and Joe. Thank you very much, guys. I appreciate it. For other good podcasts, there is the Jung, Y-U-N-G, Jung Grognard podcast. Dan Gregg has that one. We have Kevin at the Red Caps podcast, Daniel Norton the Bandits Keep podcast. We also have Randy and Joe who do the Biggest Geekest podcast. What a great podcast. Also, Big John Allen Larges the Red Dice Diaries and my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So, till I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Thank you.